episode number 32 of the Healthier Life podcast. As I record this, it's Easter week. I don't know about you, but it seems to me that Easter is fast becoming, if it hasn't already become, the chocolate holiday. At least that's the impression that you get when you walk into any supermarket around the time that I'm recording this. Whole aisles are dedicated to chocolate eggs of various sizes and flavours, mini eggs for Easter egg hunts, chocolate shaped bunnies and even chocolate bunny lollies. So I thought that maybe it would be a good opportunity to talk a little bit more about chocolate. I did mention that cacao is actually one of my favourite foods back in episode 28, but I kind of feel that chocolate deserves a whole episode in its own right, don't you? I hear a resounding yes from all my female listeners. So before we start, just a quick disclaimer as always. The information presented on this podcast is for educational and inspirational purposes only. Always consult your doctor before making any changes to your diet or lifestyle. With that said, let's dive into today's show. Hi, and welcome to the Healthier Life podcast, where you can get great tips and strategies to empower you to live that healthier life you've always wanted. Do you want to feel vibrant and full of energy so that you can make the impact you desire in this world? I believe that when we are intentional about looking after our health, then we can find the energy, balance, and joy that we need as Christian women to step into our God-given potential and make a real difference in this world. If you're here to learn about how a diet based more on whole foods, plant-based nutrition can bring a healthier life both to you and the planet, if you want to know how to manage your stress better, improve your sleep, exercise in a way that is fun and manageable, if you want to deepen your faith and build in more gratitude so that you can flourish once more in a life you love, then you are in the right place. I'm Catherine Shelton, let's get started. So, chocolate. Okay, without wanting to bore you with too much detail, let's start with a little bit of history for all those history buffs out there. It's actually really interesting, or at least I thought so when I was researching it. Did you know that people started drinking chocolate a long time before they were actually eating it? The drinking of chocolate first originated in Central America and Mexico thousands of years ago. The Mayans, in particular, used it in ceremonies and rituals, but also for medicinal purposes too. But it wasn't until the Spanish conquest of the Americas in the 16th century that drinking chocolate was introduced in Europe. So how did we get from drinking chocolate in the 16th century to eating tons and tons of chocolate Easter eggs today? Well, here is a fun story. Did you know that eggs by themselves have been associated with spring festivals in many different religions for thousands of years all over the world, from Finland to Egypt to China and most countries in between? So what about the Christian tradition of eggs at Easter? Well, do you remember me talking about Lent and fasting back in episode number 26? You might like to go back and check that out if not. If you remember, traditionally, the Christian church fasted from all animal products in the 40 days running up to Easter. And in order to get rid of all the eggs and the butter and the milk just before Lent began, it was customary to make loads and loads of pancakes. But of course, hens don't stop laying eggs just because it's Lent. So what do you do with all those eggs that you can't eat? 
Well, you do fun things with them, like paint them and decorate them, or have egg rolling races, or egg hunts, or even egg tapping, which is a little bit like playing conkers, but with eggs. And just like those other spring festivals of other religions, so too in the Christian tradition, eggs came to represent the new life that is found in Christ. For some, the egg also represents the tomb of Jesus. And so in the past, eggs were often stained red to represent the blood that he shed. Okay, so that's why we associate eggs with Easter, but what about chocolate? How did that creep in? Well, back a few centuries, the church practiced fasting a lot more than we do today. Not just for Lent, but also on saints' days and even on regular weekdays such as Wednesdays and Fridays. And as you can imagine, that meant having to deal with quite a few hunger pangs. And so back in the 16th century, the Jesuit monks came up with an interesting suggestion. It hadn't been that long since chocolate had been discovered in the New World, and the Jesuits started promoting drinking chocolate as a nutritious way to stave off any hunger pangs during a fast. Now, initially, there was some pushback. After all, surely drinking this delicious, filling drink was kind of missing the point of fasting in the first place. But the Jesuits persisted, and soon Popes Gregory XIII and Alexander VII agreed that such liquids do not actually technically break a fast. And so it was that drinking chocolate spread across Europe and was used during Christian fasts, such as during Lent. But what about chocolate eggs? When did they first appear? Well, it's claimed that the very first chocolate egg actually originated in the court of the French king Louis XIV. And there's also a story that an Italian widow named Giambone started filling empty eggshells with melted chocolate in 1725 to sell in her shop. But as you can imagine, these were rather fragile and too difficult to produce on a large scale. And so it wasn't until 1873 that J.S. Fry's and Sons of England introduced the very first moulded chocolate Easter eggs. And Cadbury quickly followed suit just two years later. So these early Easter eggs had all sorts of sweet fillings, much like they do today, but they were still fragile and prone to breaking. And it wasn't until almost a century later, in the 1950s, that Cadbury first introduced the kind of Easter egg packaging with the little window that we see today. And today, about 80 million Easter eggs are now sold in the UK alone. And fortunately, we're beginning to see a shift towards more sustainable packaging for those Easter eggs. Okay, so that's enough history for this episode. Let's talk a little bit about the health benefits of chocolate. So chocolate comes from the seeds of the cacao pod, which grows on cacao trees. Dark chocolate is full of minerals, including magnesium, zinc, iron, phosphorus and copper. And obviously, darker, less processed chocolate will be better for you since dark chocolate contains higher levels of iron and antioxidants than white chocolate. But what is the difference between cacao and cocoa, I hear you ask? Well, raw cacao nibs are made by crushing dried cacao beans into small pieces. And when those dried cacao beans are ground up, you get cacao paste. You then remove the fat or the cacao butter, which is white, and what's left behind is dried to become cacao powder. So that's cacao. Cocoa, on the other hand, has first been processed with high heat, which unfortunately does destroy some of the nutrients, although not all. 
It's then common to add sugar, oil or milk fat to the cocoa to make various kinds of chocolate. So wherever possible, use cacao. But products made with dark cocoa, with not too much extra added, can also still have many health benefits. And so what are those health benefits? Let's talk about those. Well, as I mentioned before, cocoa or cacao is rich in minerals such as iron, magnesium and zinc. And the flavanols in the chocolate are antioxidants and these can reduce inflammation and damage to cells. Perhaps most importantly, there is actually evidence that chocolate can help reduce blood pressure and the risk of heart disease, which is the number one killer in many Western nations. Some studies also show that chocolate may help with memory decline and cognitive function because it helps to improve blood flow to the brain. And other studies show that chocolate can also help lower cholesterol levels and reduce the risk of stroke. There's even some evidence that eating chocolate during pregnancy might actually help with fetal development and growth, which is very good news for all four of my children. <laughs> and dark chocolate may also boost the availability of oxygen during fitness training. The polyphenols in chocolate can also be beneficial to the good bacteria in our gut microbiome, which we're all in favour of. And finally, of course, there is mental health. You don't need to tell most women today that chocolate is a great mood enhancer. It contains substances such as phenethylamine, which trigger the release of endorphins and raises serotonin levels. Okay, that's great, you're thinking, but just before you rush out to stock up on all your favourite chocolate brands, there are just a few things to look out for. I've listed three. First of all, health. It is important to remember that much of the chocolate that we eat is actually more like candy. It can be very high in sugar and fat, and so we should be mindful of that if we're trying to lose some excess weight in particular. Eating too much chocolate has been associated with an increased risk for acne, particularly if you're eating milk chocolate, tooth decay, obesity, diabetes and high blood pressure. And some people also report that chocolate brings on migraines, so you might need to be aware of that. Also, dark chocolate does contain stimulants such as caffeine, which some people might be very sensitive to. And finally, a very small percentage of the population could also be allergic to chocolate itself or perhaps one of the ingredients that's often found in chocolate, such as soy lecithin. But generally, if you're eating dark chocolate of 70% or above from good brands that you trust and are not eating too much of it, then the health benefits do seem to outweigh the concerns. So that is good news for chocolate lovers everywhere. But the second thing just to be mindful of when we're talking about chocolate is the ethics surrounding chocolate production. After chocolate was introduced to Europe, there began a rush to colonise and enslave large areas of Central America and West Africa in order to grow cacao plantations. And most of the world's chocolate today actually comes from West Africa, and many farmers are paid very little over there. And sadly, child labour is also widely used. So what can we do? Well, if you can, do try to buy chocolate that is fair trade and ideally organic too, so that the farm labourers haven't been exposed to dangerous synthetic pesticides and fertilisers. And finally, I just wanted to end this episode on chocolate and chocolate Easter eggs with one last thing to look out for. And that is the fact that all this hype over different kinds of chocolate Easter eggs can actually be quite distracting from the true meaning of Easter. 
Sadly, very few people in our society know why we celebrate Easter in the first place. Or they just forget that actually we're celebrating the momentous day in history when Jesus, who had just been put to death and died on a cross voluntarily in order that we could be forgiven for all of our sin and guilt so that we could finally be restored to a right relationship with God. That Jesus, on Easter Sunday, proving that he was who he said he was and had done what he came to accomplish, actually rose again from the dead. And because God raised him back to life, we too have a sure hope that we will be raised to new life as well. And we too can defeat death and enjoy eternal life. So I just wanted to leave you with that encouragement. By all means, enjoy an extra amount of chocolate this holiday, preferably fair trade, organic and dark. But don't forget that the real meaning behind Easter is not chocolate, nor eggs, nor the Easter bunny, and nor even the cute little chicks and lambs but the fact that Jesus died and was raised to life again. I want to wish you all a very happy Easter. Hey, quickly before you go, if this podcast has helped and inspired you in some way, then please jump over to iTunes and leave me an honest review. That way more people can find this show and be inspired too. I personally read every single review and your feedback is so encouraging to me. The second way you can help get the word out is to take a quick screenshot of this episode and share it in your Instagram stories. Tag me at Catherine Shelton Health and I'll share it right back. Thank you so much. God bless. Until next time.